since 2008, Marvel Studios has brought us over 10 years of cinematic blockbusters, and nothing will ever be the same. Can we, as mere mortals, prevail? Join us to find out. Peter Melnick, graphic designer, comic book enthusiast, and podcast pontificator. And Eddie Wilson, upstate New York radio announcer in the Sullivan Catskills, with an inordinate amount of catching up in his own comic book universe. True believers, the next chapter begins with another episode of The Marvelists. Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And I'm Peter Melnick. You just said that. I wanted to say it again. And yeah. But before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode, we want to tell y'all at home how you get a hold of us on them, our social media. Somebody should. First off, go on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Marvelists. Give us a like on there. Check out all the posts. We actually now have incorporated the very popular on a lot of pages top fans thing so top fans thing yeah is that one word it might, it might be especially but, after a hashtag yeah we're, uh, top fans is basically this new feature where you know fans like we can actually limit posts to top fans that they can be the only ones that see it it's kind of cool but whatever I don't know it sounds kind of uh, it's inclusive yeah it's like the it's the marvelists premium <laughs> extra exactly. oh <laughs> the gold club plus Plus, 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 minus, plus, 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 plus. Do the math. Okay. But you can also find myself on Facebook at facebook.com slash Peter Melnick Podcaster. Also, yeah. you can also find us on Twitter at The Marvelists. You can find myself on Twitter at Peter Melnick, and you can also find us on Instagram at The Marvelists. You can find myself on Instagram at Peter Melnick and your fine self, sir. No, it's not at that. It's at Eddie9193, <laughs> your fine self, sir. Anyway, you can also find us in your email bag, themarvelists at gmail.com. Well, I mean, technically they're going to find us in their email bag if we email them first. Oh, is that how it works? But we, you will find us if you send us an email and we reply. And then we're like, so They or, found us. No, we, we could be like in um, it's the Spider-Verse. I'm sorry, I'm only very, very limited viewings in on that, so I'm not... Mine is like 47 and a half. No, mine's still, I think, four? Question mark? I knew that was coming. Eh, It's a good movie. Anyway, anyway, anyway. You can also, like I said, drop us a line on our email bag. Questions, comments, strongly worded letters, haikus, poems about Spider-Man. Question marks. Question marks about Spider-Man. Question Karl Marx. (laughs) Question Groucho the, Marx? The proletariat and the bourgeoisie. How about Richard Marx? Nice guy. He is. I interviewed him. Did you really? Yes, a few years ago. Nice. About yeah. Almost five, about five years ago, yes. He's really, he's funny on Twitter. Like, he's one of those you, like, you would not expect to be really funny on Twitter, but we'll save that for the Karl Marx and Richard Marx podcast. Sure. Also, like I said, drop us a line in our email bag, themarvelousatgmail.com. And also, people, you can listen to this show on a wide variety of streaming platforms, including iTunes, where you can rate, review, subscribe, and share it on social media. But you're on iTunes, like I said, five-star. None of those other options work. You know that four-star thing? Nope, nope. It, it, it's like the ice cream machine at McDonald's. It's always broken. No. <laughs> I wanted a double uh, scoop. I mean, well, you love the ice cream, too, there, right? It's so good. I haven't had it in a long time. I did Cause have... Because it, it's broke. 
Well, yeah. But I did have recently the Spider-Man Popsicle. That was good. That looked like it was flattened on the Facebook post. So good. No no bubblegum, though. Disappointingly, but I don't mind because I really don't like bubblegum. Maybe in a dish. What? Depends on the kind. Kind? But I digest, which not... Which is saying you can't do it. Bubble, bubble gum helps you do that. But <laughs> works for me. I'm sure it does. But like I was saying, you can find us also on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Podbean, and SoundCloud. There's also a bunch of other uh, audio right. streaming platforms available for all iOS and Android devices. Yeah. But people. If you go to WolverinePodcast.com and use the promo code at checkout, Marvelists, you get one, count them, one free month of Stitcher Premium. And when you get that one free month of Stitcher Premium, one, you are able to listen to a wide variety of audio content, including the sequel to Wolverine The Long Night. It is called, Eddie, The Lost Trail. The Lost Trail. Wolverine The Lost Trail. Like we, You think I'd pick this up by now, but we, sometimes... We both have not, but... Dang. Such is life. But, For the post-it comes in handy. Exactly. But we recommend you check that out. Because like I said, when you go to WolverinePodcast.com and use the promo code at checkout. Marvelists. You get one free month and you're able to listen to that entire back catalog of Wolverine the Long Night. And then its sequel series. The Wolverine. Lost Trail. And with The Lost Trail, it is Marvel's foray into serialized storytelling through the podcasting format. So not only do you get breadcrumbs for the Lost Trail, but you get cereal, too? I like this. Sir. Stop that. It meets your nutritional podcast needs. No, no, Doesn't. no, no. It comes up short. But. Back to your regularly scheduled diet. When you have that, you can listen to all those shows, and it's pretty cool. You can also listen to the Smodcast archives, the Nerdist archives, the Mark Marin WTF archives, the Earwolf archives, a lot of archives, and Weird Al Yankee, the concert arch- archives. Can't say archives today, but here we are. Um, yes, we are here. But people, like I said, WolverinePodcast.com slash yeah, whatever, and use the promo code at checkout. Marvelous. Yeah. So that helps support the show, and it's only four ninety nine a month. Four ninety nine a month. That's four hundred and ninety nine pennies. That's stupid to hand people money that way. I mean, like, oh, here's here's a bunch of rolled up thingies. So, well, at least they're rolled up and not scattered all over the place. What if they were in gigantic jars? Then it'd be probably more than 499 pennies. It would be dumb, too, wouldn't it? One of those water cooler you bottles. Yeah, you pay for that, you know, the cooler or the... Um, bottle, the, the water yeah, itself. The, the Five-gallon jug. The worst. Mm-hmm. You're losing money. What's the deposit on that? I mean, you get water Yeah. originally, but then it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, my dad used to have a water cooler bottle upside down. Full of pennies. We podcast about Marvel. <laughs> so this month has been absolutely crazy, and this episode is actually going to be released on the Tuesday before Avengers Endgame. And Tuesday is a very big day because this is the last day for most of the day that you will be able to avoid spoilers because today is the day of the press screenings. And... There are people that will end up probably spoiling this. They will see reviews like on different websites like Rolling Stone or Slash Film, etc., etc., and they will go out of their way to spoil this movie. This episode has been recorded in advance, so you don't have to worry about this. We still don't know what happens. We're in the dark. 
And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I'm in agreement about one thing. If you value this movie, stay off of social media. Delete Facebook on your phone. Delete Twitter, Instagram, everything. Okay? Delete all of delete? that. Delete? Yeah. Just give it up for a few days. No, because there's still the temptation of going on or even getting notifications. You yeah, never know. Yeah. Like, it's being real here. You got to avoid all that stuff. And the problem with that is when you're on social media, it will be there. And that's why I'm jealous of you. When you're on social media, I've talked to you about like certain things that have gotten spoiled for me. You don't have the issues I have. You don't partake in the groups that I'm in. And that minimizes the chance of yes. being spoiled. Yeah. And I'm so jealous. Although we both are members of Marvel Shield posting, which... Yes. Which, I know you don't get the humor there sometimes, and that's fine. Although there are times we've both seen some of the humor in there, and we're just like, wow, really? Really? We're going with that joke? I need to spend more time on some of these posts and No, you out. shouldn't. Oh, okay, because I'm not getting some of this stuff. You're, and I you're fine. Don't, I don't know. Eddie, you're fine. Uh, okay. it, enjoy your innocence, Eddie. Enjoy your innocence. Uh, is that what I call it? Okay. Edosense. That didn't even make sense. But it's um, blissfully ignorant. <laughs> blissfully ignorant? Eh. eh I tried. Exactly. Eh. But avoid the spoilers as much as humanly possible. And I will say there's there are a lot of problems in regards to spoilers on the internet. There was my personal favorite one, and when I say favorite, I mean I hated this because it's the first thing that comes to mind. Oh. The one that really drove me nuts was for The Force Awakens. I ended up getting that movie spoiled for me on the professional wrestling subreddit on Reddit. Think about that for a second. Completely different audiences, and I got it spoiled there. That sucks. But Unfortunate coincidence, circumstantial, yeah, yeah. mishap. Although it did lead to my one of my favorite memes, so... People will do their best to try and spoil the movie for you any way humanly possible. And I guarantee this will happen with Endgame. This meme happened with Star Wars The Force Awakens. And it was, it, it starts as, I always bring these things with me to the movie theater to snack on. You see a, thing, a bucket of popcorn, a soda. That's the first two blocks. Third block is a candy bar, and in the fourth block, it's Han Solo getting stabbed in the, in the chest with the lightsaber. Oh, no. Oh, really? Yeah, they spoiled it that way. Wow, that's that's more than spoiling. That's it's just, that's, it's, a, that's a, it apocalyptic. Is a di- it is being a dick. <laughs> I have a friend who is a former professional wrestler. I guess he's a former wrestler now. He doesn't compete anymore. Which, by the way, at the end of this episode, we're actually going to include two special bonus endgame predictions. One from Chris Worthless. He's a pro wrestler, really nice guy that got to talk to him at WrestleCon. I've known him for years, super cool guy. And former WWE star and owner of Pop Rock in Rochester, Colin Delaney. They both give their thoughts on what they think is going to happen with Endgame. So we'll have that at the very tail end. But the tail is the end. Stop that. But (laughs) the episode that we're talking about in regards to a person being a dick was my friend Kevin who, at a show, wore a shirt that said Han Solo dies in the new Star Whoa, Wars. Oh, no. He was a professional wrestling bad guy, so he could get away with that. Oh, man. But he wore the shirt, and that was the day the movie premiered. Cold, so, cold, cold. And it actually led to people getting upset with him in pro wrestling. They're like, you should not have done that. That was uncalled for. 
I'm sorry, but how messed up of a profession can it really be when there's so much evil, heinous things going on in real life, and that's considered, that was terrible that you spoiled the movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. But I, I understand why, but it's also like, oh, how could you do that? Oh, it's funny. That's funny. And that's a good way to be a bad guy. It's like The you person who that. sold him that shirt probably even laughing even more. Probably, but it's just the idea of you know doing that and going to that level. It's that's funny. And again, I could see someone doing that in pro wrestling with with uh, Endgame. Some take joy in other people's misery. Misery enjoys company. We could start a company. Misery loves company. And make misery, frustrated, incorporated. Me- Soul asylum, Eddie. Soul asylum. Wow. So taken then. No good. Eh, eh. It's an eminence front. It's a put on. It's a put on. Okay. But people, you're here today listening to this episode because you want to hear the latest news in Marvel going on. Well, unfortunately, because this episode is being recorded a week in advance and a little bit early, so we also don't have other people's endgame predictions, cloud our opinions and everything. We're avoiding that. We are recording early, so we can't talk about the latest news. It's a shame, but whatever. So here's some placeholder instead. Hey, Eddie, did you hear about that news that was announced by Marvel today or didn't get announced by Marvel? Did or didn't? Oh, exactly. Man, either way. Man, how how disappointed slash upset slash happy slash relieved slash nothing because nothing happened were you, Eddie? How do you feel about or can't feel about that or just somewhere on defense? Exactly. You're neutralized. And seen. But... <laughs> Yeah, so we're not able to talk about a lot of that stuff. But this episode, however, we are going to talk about what we think is going to happen. Something I never thought I'd always want to talk about. Well, we're really talking about endgame predictions now, Eddie. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So, to be completely honest, this is something I've been thinking about for a while. And I've heard things, you know, through the grapevine that apparently they're not going to be doing phases after this. So they won't be doing phase one, two, three, four, et cetera. Yeah, right. So it's going to be phase one, two, three, and then they're done, and it's just going to be a new a wave of movies, but they won't have them labeled or whatever. Okay. I don't know. All right. Well, that, that sounds like a good plan. I think so because they don't know what's next still. Although maybe they're really just keeping this so close to their chest, we don't know. I don't know. It's, it's very rough, and... We're hearing a lot of these movies are going to be happening. You know, we're hearing a film with Black Widow is going to happen. Shang-Chi. Doctor Strange 2 apparently is still happening. Right. And then the aforementioned in other places, Guardians 3. Black Panther 2. Yeah. All these movies and just, we don't know. Are, no, could, it's a lot of, you know, speculation. And I don't know if part of it could be the the gradual transition in, in all shapes, manners, forms of, of Disney now in and, you know, at the helm. Uh, maybe going in line with what they do to keep themselves going. So no more phases. But it's been this many years, so to freshen things up a bit, yeah, that would be a kind of a good thing. You could still continue a storyline and not call it uh, a phase because it's more of the mainstream now than... It's the, not a phase, the, Dad. See, it's just not a passing thing. Mm-hmm. It's here to stay. And a lot of people are going on with what they think is going to happen. Let's go with you and me first. So That can't happen. What, with our f- opinions for what you we think is going to happen? You and me first? Stop that, Eddie, with the language. 
My grammar is terrible. Really? Okay. Okay. That's why I'm here. I think. <laughs> well, we're also going to be reading off from comic book resources the infinite theories, ten possible ways fans think Endgame will end, and ten that are just absurd. I like we'll talk, that. We'll talk about those for a little bit. Okay. But in the meantime, let's talk about what we think is going to happen in Endgame. So, Eddie, why don't you go first? Uh, there's not too much to talk about, I don't think, and if you can believe that, because, you know, this is not the one that you want to have to shut up. What do you or, mean? Or can't. I mean, you talk a lot. Stop that. That's, well, I said it in two words. Peter Melnick can't shut up. No, that was uh, five words. That's That sounds very catchy. Mm-hmm. Just wondering. Anyway. Yeah, yeah very... All these characters that we know that have come that we've come to know, not just through the movies, but through the comic books as well, whether storylines are crossed over, whether they're original to the film versus the comic book, I think it's safe to say that we we mostly like the characters that we've seen on a hero level. There's some question maybe as to whether some villains should or shouldn't go, but then again, there's some that are like still they're still around throughout Loki, have still perpetuated themselves through. Then you have minor characters that we find out in some other ways have gone, like in Black Panther. Shuri, I think, correct? Correct. Okay. Well, would, it matter, would it matter if that character continued on or not? Probably a matter of opinion. A lot of people feel that way. Dude, she trended. So, right. People so have maybe, an attachment to the character. Then there could be a reason to keep her for that reason, if nothing else. But everybody else, we know, for just on the total, complete, polar opposite of that, Spider-Man... He cannot stay dust. Yeah. And so, there, that's the easy one to predict. I think it goes through, I mean, yes, contracts are up, so you wouldn't see the actor be this character anymore. Well, you find a way to write the character out besides death. And one thing I guess we could maybe start with is the theory of Captain America and the Time Stone, whereby... Cap is in possession of it and is able to bring himself back to the 1940s where he would be with Peggy. And you believe this to be the theory that you believe that would happen in the movie? In the movie? Yeah. And limit it just to the movie that he's there. Who's to say he couldn't come back out and come into modern times again through another set of circumstances? So that's a way to to not kill off a character but have him out for anything going forward. Eddie's not that could work. A yeah, little extra, extra. I'm multitasking here. I feel more productive. You're also Italian, just like I am. We both talk with our hands. I'm half Italian, but I still, you know, it's, it it goes through multi ethnicities. I think that'd be a great way. If if Cap is not going to be in there anymore, Chris Evans, yeah, get him back in time. He's with Peggy, and we're all good. And yes. you're supportive of that theory. And what? You're supportive of that theory with I, the time stone? Yeah, sure. I would I would be willing to go along with that instead of slamming my fist down on the table and saying, Mr. Gorbachev, did, tear down this wall. Did did tear down that time stone. <laughs> this did not happen in the in the comic books. So some things are taking liberties with and going in other directions. This could be one of them, but we'll just have to go with it. And for the people that just watch the movies and love everything that's been done with them, this is perfectly acceptable. So you have that scenario. But I think it all comes down to, for me, is they all in some way, shape, or form will live. Oh, yeah. And continue. So, Black Panther? Oh, no. They're going to kill that guy off. Yeah, for good? No, I don't think so. How many billions, Eddie? 
Yes, how many indeed. So I believe that in this movie, we're going to end up losing a lot of characters, and I'm going to make my very bold prediction, and I hate saying this. I think a character is going to die that no one expected because no one said a single thing about this guy. Oh, so it's a guy? And all of the all of the seeds have been planted over the past couple of years. During an interview, he said three films were or three film arc, I believe, and it ends with Endgame. I believe that we are going to see the death of Bruce Banner in Endgame. Wow. And I don't want that to happen. Not just as a bias of being a fan of Ruffalo and an acquaintance of Ruffalo. I don't want that. Mm. But it's there. And that's why, like, the joke of, Mark, you're fired. Ha, ha, ha. You're not fired, but you are done with the role. Oh, well, now, if those exact words came out, okay. That like, I think it's... He, planted he, a seed, exactly, yes. He's been He's been done for a while, and no one's saying anything. But on the flip side, you check out our interview with him, which you can go back into our archives and listen to in Heap and Helpin' of Hulk, also with Lou Ferrigno, and just other interviews that Mark has done over the past year. He does love this role. Sure. And it's not just because, obviously, he's making a ton of money with the character, but because he's having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I I just don't think he's going to leave the role, but I also think he is. And unfortunately, I'm leaning more towards he is leaving. And I don't want that to happen. But you say he is leaving in the sense of death? Yeah, because... So I can't, I'm kind of going to give a spoiler, but you're going to get it spoiled for you if you go to your local Walmart or Target. <laughs> there is a playset going on right now, and it is... Them fighting, by the way, spoilers, shut it off if you don't want it spoiled. Wait, who's them fighting? I'm about to say. Okay. Th- uh, Thanos and the Hulk. So they're fighting against each other. You see them on the packaging. They're fighting each okay. other. And I'm sorry, but that fight is going to leave with one person. And it ain't going to be the Hulk. It's not going to be. I don't see it happening. All right, because when you said death of Bruce Banner told me that maybe he gets incorporated into the Hulk indefinitely as a more permanently changed character. I meant R.I.P. R.I.P. Pushing up daisies, 86, six feet under. The Hulk is dying with him because Bruce is dead. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I don't want it to happen, but I think it is going to happen. I would rather what I just proposed happen, if he's going to be out of the picture, that... He becomes a Hulk forever, and again, through whatever circumstances, a, a spell, perhaps, he cannot change back. He's always going to be big, mean, and green. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot about this that... That would be more acceptable, I think. Yeah, right. but then we never see right. Ruffalo on screen. We only see, you know, his voice, and it's modified. Yeah, right. Eh, I, I don't know. I And I, again, I'm not just saying this for the whole... My pal, Mark Ruffalo. But, you know, no, I, I, I want to see him still because... Yes, I agree. He's done such a phenomenal job in the role. Like, I just, I cannot get over the whole uh, shakiness of the character. Like, you see, like, any moment he will break. And I love that about mm-hmm. it. 
Yeah. No other person has gotten that part of Bruce Banner correct. He's also gotten more experience in doing it multiple times. So now I'm also going to yeah. give you another guess with, you know, going with my uh, death of the Hulk kind of belief. We currently have Immortal Hulk going on over at Marvel, the comic where he's back from the dead and he's pretty much just a zombie. Every time you try and kill him, you can't kill him. We might be leaning towards that in the future then. And if, again, if you, people, if you haven't read it, read Immortal Hulk by Al Ewing. It is amazeballs. It is one of the best series you will read in a very long time. If you're allergic to amazeballs, then take proper medication ahead of time. Stop that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that direction. I, you know, totally for me out of left field. But well, it's not baseball, Eddie. It's Marvel. It's that season, though. Yes, it's from the House of Ideas. Stop that. Well, it's the House of Marvel built. Come on. It doesn't sound that. Doesn't Inter- sound the International House of Marvel. Okay. I hum. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I also believe is, I've said it on previous episodes, and I'm going to again because. Every episode might be somebody's first. That's right. Say it again for the first time. So. This episode. When I was at Toy Fair this past year at the Jacob K. Javits Center in February, I ended up going to the off-site Hasbro presentation. And, you know, we're watching them talk about Transformers. We're talking, we're watching them talk about Fortnite, this, that, the other thing. And let me tell you, the other thing, that was a great presentation. They were talking about other and the thing, and I'm just like, wow, put them together. It's the other thing. That joke. There's been at least one other thing. You are correct. Yes. But. And her name was Sharon. When they talked, stop that. When they talked about the Marvel presentation, like I said, they, this was how they talked about the movie. They didn't show anything. They just go, all right, this summer, Fox is going to be releasing a bunch of X Men movies, and here are some of the toys. Now in April, Marvel Studios is coming out with Avengers Endgame. Yipper. Anyway, in August, Spider-Man Far From Home, and then they just walked over the subject. Like, Mm -hmm. really, guys? You're not going to show anything? But they didn't do it because of an embargo. Well, one of the things they kept repeatedly showing was X-Men stuff. Over and over and over, they just kept bombarding us with X-Men stuff. Here are these X-Men figures from this line, this line, this line. Oh, we're doing retro figures where the packaging looks like the stuff from the 90s. We're doing this. We're doing this. Everyone was represented during that panel or that presentation, except for one group, the Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. And I want to know why that was. Is it because fans don't care about the Fantastic Four? Evidently, people still do because... The feedback we got about Fantastic February, a lot of people do still like the Fantastic Four. Yes. So, that's not the case. I believe, Eddie, mm-hmm. Here that it comes. we are going to have the Fantastic Four. Something is going to happen with them at the very end of the movie. Because if you remember, Tony Stank is moving his building. He's moving, packing up, going into another building. They were going off to the uh, upstate New York area. Yes, yes, okay. Who is going to take that prime real estate? There's only one person. One real stretchy boy. <laughs> it's Reed Richards. And it's, it's the not, Fantastic it's, Four. Yes, that's right. It's not the world's most uh, 
Oh, I'm thinking of the early Kurt Russell movie. Stop that. <laughs> the world's strongest man. Yeah. But it's going to be them. And I feel, what better way than bringing in Doctor Doom as the next big bad, too? That's how, what I feel about the future of the MCU is going to be. And obviously, we've talked about that a million times. I'm sorry, but, yeah, you know, we can't help it. It just it happens. Yeah, that's exactly right. And some are saying, you know, listening rather for the first time. So this is a thread, a thought, a possibility. Now, what else do you think we could be getting? Well, how much do you want to get out of this at the at the finalization of of all this, all these years, all of these films? That's a good comeback. It's getting the FF. I think it's a Language. very good way. That's why they weren't full words, no, weren't they? Um, that would be a good, you know, intro tease to what is going to be next and when they, you know, it's decided that's going to happen. I just don't know. I feel the future of this all is so wide and uh, and is limitless. It's like the song. Future so bright, I gotta wear shades. I also believe this could lead us down the line of the possibility. Maybe one day, we could see two studios coexist and be peaceful for the first time in years. I think we could see Marvel and DC doing something together. Why That's not the X Men and the New Teen Titans, just like the 1982 comic book. One of the I, first collaborations, I think. I want to see. I, I then if we go with like you know if we go with like a bizarre kind of thing, I would love to see Doom Patrol meets the X Men. Or that, sure. I think that would be incredible, and like, just try something. I don't know, just something out there, because obviously you know the Doom Patrol and the X Men have always been eternally linked together, because. You look at the Doom Patrol, and they're kind of like the X-Men, which both came out at the same exact time. So, similar ideas. They literally have a wheelchair so, guy ugh. as their mentor, and they're all freaks. Well, I don't know if they were in terms of uh, being teenagers when they started out, or if... I'm going to go back to the question I didn't ask. Why was it put out then with the Teen Titans, new Teen Titans and X-Men, in that in that collaboration one shot comic book, why did they go that route, which I think worked very well, right? I, mm-hmm. I would think that would if they're gonna do something putting two worlds together, that that would be the way to go instead of Doom Patrol. I mean, Doom Patrol that's what I would want to see personally. Oh I, yes, I just feel the idea of you know mixing those characters together that would be cool. That would be really entertaining to see. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just trying to think of other teams on the other side of the universe fence, and you've got Suicide Squad, but... you got the Nova Corps, you got the Green Lantern Corps. Okay, Space yep. Caps. Yes, okay. Space Cap. Space Knights. And Micronauts. Yeah, why not? So now we're jumping into teams all over the place, but hey... Those are both Marvel, by the way. Yes, well... Well, Micronauts are kind of not Marvel anymore, but... Whatever. No, they started there, so let's not even. I mean, yeah, but they're not owned by Marvel anymore, so they're not Marvel anymore. Well, what's what is Conan? Eddie, Eddie, did Conan the Barbarian come back to Marvel after going to Image and wherever else? Eddie Wilson, I will give you then that logic that 
Dark Horse. Blade Runner is a Marvel uh, series because it was in a Marvel comic once. Just yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with that. I I'm with you there. But it's not. But it's not. It, it is not. Wipe your nose if that's not. Jeez, come <gasps> on. Language. That's not. <laughs> I just wanted to say that, but. I just believe that with the future of the MCU, we're going to be getting a lot more stuff that we wouldn't expect. And I like that. I like the idea of anything could happen now. On the other side, again, uh, the ending of Shazam gives rise to something in the future. So, what Superman I'm having? Oh, I can't. I better not spoil that. Lunch? (laughs) No. No, was it Mr. Mind, I think? Yeah. Is that wormy character thingy? Calipari? The Monster Society of Evil. Okay, so I think that was a good lead up to whatever could be next there. So the plan, at least with that, is to continue along that uh, that thread. And maybe show up in a different character's individual movie. Maybe they seem to be doing better in their own individual ways than putting a team together. Them. Uh, yeah. Not the giant radioactive ants from 1954. Stop that. Now, also, on top of that, I would say we have the villain Thanos. And I'm curious. Do you think that Thanos is going to die in the movie? I think that's a possibility. I don't know if that it's a probability. Because if he doesn't, then he becomes possibly an ongoing threat. Unless, again, with other circumstances, he's taken down enough pegs that he doesn't become such, at least for a long period of time, millennia, possibly. Those would be, I think, my two options with Thanos being not out of the picture, but Minimalized. What do you mean? What, I got to say that over again? No, oh, I'd like, <laughs> elaborate. How how much of a threat is he without those stones and that gauntlet? I mean, he's, he can still be, he's a, he's a big purple boy. Yes, he is. But if some way he's able to be restrained and he's not a threat, then he could still possibly live. He'd still be there, but we don't have to worry about him right now. If he's not going to be killed off. Unfortunately, I do think he is going to die off. Mm -hmm. And it kind of bums me out, because he really is like the best villain that they've had. Well, this would follow possibly some previous suit that is of Marvel previously killing off their villains prematurely and early, right? They, we've You've mentioned that a couple of times before. And it's funny because he has, with Thanos, he has become so much of a villain. You know, I was having a conversation with uh, C.J. Mira, the one that was on most recently, uh, you know, after a convention him and I went to, and we're talking about it, and he goes... He went Darth Vader status to a lot of fans, and I'm like, yeah, he really has. Of a popularity type thing, you mean? Like, in terms of how he uh, just became this big character. Okay. 
And I would say, you know, he's he's got that level of villainy where he attained, you know, he attained what Darth Vader used to be before the prequels kind of clouded up, you know, what made him cool. You know, well, I think also with uh, with Infinity War, you kind of got some insight into trying to understand why Thanos did what he did. And the scale, I think, maybe started to waver or balance, <laughs> sorry, out and starting to come over to his reasoning, his line of thinking. And maybe this is for a greater purpose. I don't, it gave you. It'll extract, extract a heavy toll. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe just as much as feeling sympathetic for scrolls in Captain Marvel, hmm. which I didn't really see that coming altogether. Do you, do you think, you know, in the comics, they team with Thanos in the Infinity Gauntlet story? Oh, at boy. the very tail end. Have you you have read Infinity Gauntlet, right? What? You know that this thousands and thousands. Yeah, yeah, but it's a six issue mini. Yeah, well, that's where I need to go. Eddie. The war, the gauntlet, the, well, just the, read, read, the crusade. It's gauntlet, war, crusade. GWC. But oh. then you have to read the rebirth of Thanos. Put it on the list. Okay, Chris G- Jericho. GWC. I'll, I'll give you a reading order. GWC. I got it. I'll gauntlet, go. war, crusade. Yeah, but you need to read the tie-ins, Eddie. You need to read all the tie-ins. Oh, man. It's Marvel in the 90s. Believe me, everything's got a tie-in. Especially now. War of Realms. Hello. But... Let's drift away from what we think, and let's talk about right now... Don't be gray. CBR's Infinite Theories, 10 Possible Ways Fans Think Endgame Will End, and 10 That Are Just Absurd. This was released at the beginning of the year, and coming in at number 20, possible. The story will involve time travel. And a lot of people have speculated that. I've seen images on set of like them wearing the original costumes from Avengers 2012. What are you doing on set? You didn't tell me. I've seen images, Eddie. I said images, images. <sighs> but all these Another things, company. Anyway, all these pictures, Eddie. Is that better? <laughs> or worse. So this is an eye test. Okay. A or B. A or B. But I've seen them wearing the costumes of the older movies. So it's very possible. I, I like the idea of the time travel. Although, to be completely honest, I'm looking at the merchandising for, you know, for Endgame, and I'm seeing a lot of them wearing the Quantum Realm suits. Those little white suits with the A on the, the uh, breast pocket. That's what we saw in one of the trailers, at least. And on the merchandising. And it's, and it's on that now. It. Well, you know, it's and part the, of the movie now. And so, and it's, atten- it's, it's, it's yeah. I just... I atten- eye-grabbing, you know. Attention getting. I, I collect the Lego minifigures, and I don't want them in the white outfits. I want them in their actual outfits. What do you think about the whole time travel theory? I think it's got very much... Po- it has to be. It's probably the first thought as to getting this snap undone and turned around that you have to, especially since Stephen Strange did do this however many times it came out and played out to be. And coming back and saying it, this is the only way possible. This was the only way possible. So yes, if that happened already, then who's to say it's not going to happen again? That time is going to be a huge factor in this working out and resolving. Maybe to the point where half of everything didn't have to get wiped out. Right. 
Well, one theory going on right now, in, coming in at number 19, the absurd. Pepper Potts will save Tony Stank. I don't see that happening. Or to quote Al Boyland, I don't think so, Tim. From Tool Time, Home Improvement. <laughs> Thank you. That's about all I can give you. Um, I can agree good. with that, yeah. That because I think the prevailing thought, and it may be on that list somewhere too, is Captain Marvel saves Tony Stark. Which, coming in at number 18, the theory is possible Captain Marvel won't save Tony. And in that case, I'm okay. going with who I think is going to save Tony, Nebula. Okay. Okay, I could, you know what? Yes, I could go there. Because... She I'm, was I'm okay looking at that. Tony with lust in her eyes. Yeah, uh-huh. looking in her eyes. Is There's, that a fact? Just she was looking at him. Oh yes, with no lust in her eyes. Yeah. Oh, macho. Thank you. Uh huh. Step into a slim gym. Mm-hmm. Now coming in at number seventeen, absurd. Tony will gather the Infinity Stones and reverse the snap. I have not heard this theory, and I think that is stupid. <sighs> there is no way. As a matter of fact. Again, from what we've heard from, you know, some beliefs. He it, could. He could. He I could. don't see him being the one doing it. Why would he be the one? Why not? Has to be someone pure of heart. To gather the stones? Thanos They're was pure of heart? Well, to get him and fix everything. Mm. He in. got a new heart, so he's pure of heart. He had a change of heart. Okay, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. So there you go. Yes. Coming in at number 16, and this does seem very likely possible, Ant-Man will be the one to introduce real-time travel. Yeah, sure. And, yeah, I definitely am in agreement. I feel that's that's something that will happen. We, How else are you going to utilize those suits and everything and the quantum realm? Because anything is possible in the quantum realm. Time can change, et cetera, et cetera. But they say real-time travel. What, the other stuff is all fabricated and made up? Mm. Exactly, right. Number 15, and this is something that I've not read, and I'm going to read a little bit of the uh, article for you guys. Hey, Absurd. Ant-Man isn't actually at the front door. Uh, One of the best parts of the Avengers Endgame trailer was the moment right at the end where Scott Lang is practically knocking on the front door of the Avengers compound. He asks if he can be buzzed in, and it seems that there, like this is a hint that he is going to be playing a fairly big role in how the story plays out. However, some fan theories are suggesting that Scott is not actually, not actually at the door at that moment. But they speculate that due to a time vortex, he may actually be stuck in the past, and what Natasha and Steve are watching is an archived video. However, this seems like a needless complication to the plot, and it's more likely... <laughs> That Scott really is just at the front door. Yep. That's a uh, visual distraction. Now, in coming in at number 14, they have one that is considered, they say is possible, and I beg to differ. I'm going with, no, it is not possible. Lady Death will make her film debut. Oh, my. Now, if you read the comics, you'll know that Lady Death is the main bay of two characters in the Marvel Universe. Deep pity Deadpool because you know you'll he'll never be able to be with her, and you gotta ha- you gotta want what you can't have. And Thanos, Thanos the Mad Titan is obsessed with Lady Death, and I feel mm, uh, no. 
don't know. I'm splitting hairs here, but I thought Thanos was obsessed with death. It's she's Lady Death. Those are two different characters in my mind. Well, there's the with Evil Ernie and all that stuff, but that Lady Death is Evil Ernie. Yes, La- connected. Lady mm-hmm. Death is what she's called in the Marvel universe. They had the copyright first. Okay. So. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's a possibility? Not really, unless you do one little scene to do a quick homage or reference, like little reference so the fans in the audience you can just hear oh my god do you see that it's lady death a skeleton so no i don't think it's going to happen unless it's like i said a quick flash my love or something i don't know Fleur? i don't think it's going to happen number 13 the absurd thanos and the avengers team up so they say it's absurd <laughs> i don't if we're going to go with doing as much as humanly possible as we can from the source material, that might be a possibility. Because I will get this is my theory then. Okay. Thanos and the Avengers team up and they team up against the Black Order, some of which come back from the dead like Ebony Maw, like turns out he didn't he he ain't dead. I'll say you he ain't dead. So I believe it's going to be Thanos and the Avengers teaming up against the Black Order. And it may not matter which Avengers he's with, but... Um, Maybe the dusty ones. Yeah, yeah, right. Dusty roads. Oof. The American dream, dusty roads, baby. That blotch on the belly. Number 12, possible. Strange knew exactly when to hand over the time stone. Well, yeah, he saw all his different versions. Next. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of a no-brainer. Absurd. Hawkeye lost his family before the snap. That doesn't even make sense. Why? Why would he care? Uh, the the snap is why he ended up, no pun intended, snapping and being what he became. So, what do you mean becoming what he becoming became? Ronan? I thought you said Hawkeye. Yeah, Ronan becomes oh. Hawkeye, or Hawkeye becomes Ronan. Okay, I'm out of that one. I missed something there. Have you watched the trailers? Not that closely. Wow. He's wearing a new costume. That's Ronan. Oh, my. How how okay. have you not noticed? I don't know how. Have you heard fans it was, talk it, about it, that? It was dark. Ronan? No, no, I have not, actually. I was distracted by the haircut, I suppose. He's Ronan. He's wearing the whole thing. He's got the knives and all that stuff. It didn't sink in. Ooh. Number 10. Thank you. Possible. Thanos snapped himself. I, um... One fan theory has suggested that among the beings who were snapped away from existence was actually Thanos himself. After all, the next time he is seen, there is no indication as to where he ended up, and yet somehow it just seemed that there was a perfect spot for him. His idyllic and peaceful final moment may have been an indication that he faded away like everyone else. Then how are they going to fight him? Uh, yeah. So, wow. No. Nine, absurd. Nebula will be the one to defeat Thanos. Now, why is that absurd? After all of the pain and torture Thanos put her through, I think it would be poetic justice for her to defeat him. So in some respects, she should be the one to do that, yes. Yeah. Because she suffered so much possibly at his hands. Eight, Hmm. possible. Pepper Potts joins the fight against Thanos. I can kind of see that. With armor? Yeah. Not just that, obviously. 
she ends up dying because she's gone on saying she's done with the MCU after this movie. Okay, that might be one that could be written off in that way. Yeah, I would concede that. Seven, absurd. Hawkeye is a scroll. Uh, I I don't buy it. No, I don't know why you want to do that. Why you want to go that way. What's the what's the good reasoning for that? Six. Possible. Thanos will redeem himself. I don't again, I don't see that. I see this being a movie where he ends up being the guy that is defeated. He has to get his Muppets, his comeuppance. <laughs> the bill comes due. Number five. Absurd. Okay, this is... I don't know how this list makes me feel because there's a lot of this I'm just like, no, that's not absurd. That actually makes perfect sense. Five. Absurd. Ant-Man will take the Avengers into the quantum realm. Well, yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why not. Only so many times people can do it at a time. They do say this is pretty unlikely. After all, Ant-Man has a hard time enough getting uh, out of there on his own. Are we going to see that? Practice makes perfect. Yeah, well, try, try again. First, you don't succeed. Exactly. But yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to. I thought about that just today. I think. Are we always? Are we going to see how at the end of Ant Man and the Wasp, Scott gets himself out of the quantum realm if he has nobody there that's supposed to be bringing him back? I could see Ant Man being the one who, yes, helps the Avengers get into the quantum realm, but. I'm wondering, in Endgame, if we will get an explanation of how Scott gets himself out of the quantum realm, since at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, he's stuck there. Right. Everybody else has turned to dust. Whether that's going to be just a mini-conversational, okay, this is what happened, or we actually see what the heck went down, that would be good to bridge that gap. Okay. Number four. We're getting down to the final four. Possible. Age of Ultron predicted the end of Steve and Tony. And I'll back that up. Almost as soon as the Avengers Endgame trailer premiered, people were throwing this idea around. It harkened all the way back to the second chapter in the Avengers saga. The theory puts particular focus on a conversation that Steve and Tony have in the final third of the film. While observing the nation of Sokovia flying into the air, Tony expresses his doubt that the team will that the team who defeated an alien invasion in New York can handle it. When Steve says they will do it together, Tony replies, we'll lose. In which Steve replies, we'll do that together too. Right. Could this possibly be hinting at the fact that Tony and Steve will finally reconcile and give both of their lives to save the world? Stranger things have happened in mm. the MCU. I don't know. I, that's, those are two biggies to, to get rid of, in a manner of speaking. I'm going to go against that one. Because they are two huge characters that, even though you may not see them, and we, we talked about the Cap theory of going into time, but I don't know that sacrificing themselves like that is going to be the way that they make their exit in that kind of finality. Right. So I maybe, I'm just, maybe I just don't want to believe it as much as, yeah, I guess it could happen. Um no, my, my brain is saying, and heart is saying, no. Number three, absurd. Thor builds an army in Alfheim. 
And I'll read to you a little bit of the, the uh, belief. One fan theory suggests that Thor will visit the final realm known as Alfheim and rally together an army there to help win the day. However, this seems like it might be too far out of left field. Besides, if Alfheim is part of the universe, wouldn't half of their people also have been snapped away? This just doesn't seem like it will be the right solution, which I'm in agreement. Yeah, yeah, I think I am too. Two, and we discussed this one, Cap will finally have his happy ending. And it basically talks about the idea of going into the Soul Stone. He's going to be in there with uh, Peggy. Not that he would utilize the Time Stone or whatever, something. Either use the Time Stone and go back in time or go into the Soul Stone with her. Oh, so there's two, oh, it's two stone possibilities for, for Cap. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah I, don't know about the, I don't know about the Soul Stone thing. And they say this, they bring this point up. There's a very intentional scene inserted into the Endgame trailer, and it is that of a compass with a photo of Peggy Carter inside. The compass is pointed squarely at her image, and there is only one person in the world to whom this would hold any significance, Captain America. Fan theories have, of course, suggested that Cap will meet his end in the finale of Endgame, but some of them go even further, suggesting, like the Soul Stone sequence from the previous film, Steve will be reunited with Peggy, and that they will finally have that dance that they waited decades to have. It's a long time to wait for that to come to fruition, but... But they would do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Now, finally, the number one absurd, a new universe with the snapped heroes. And I'll read to you what they wrote. There is a prevailing fan theory floating around right now that the snap did not actually end half of the universe. That is to say, what we were witnessing as we watched all of our favorite heroes fade away was not in fact the end of them, but rather a movement of these characters from one universe to another. This theory... uh posits that all of the people who got snapped will now exist in an alternate universe where the remaining half of people who got to live have never existed. This theory is patently absurd because there is no way Marvel would be able to continue telling stories without acknowledging the past. Creating a new universe where there was never an Iron Man or a Captain America just wouldn't work. And I'm in agreement. That is a dumb theory. Yeah. Here, here. There you go. Wow. So now... We want to know what you think is going to happen in Avengers Endgame. Tweet us your thoughts at The Marvelous. You can also write on our Facebook, write it on our wall, let us know. And we'll actually, you know, maybe depending on our uh, Endgame review, we'll actually talk about some of those review, you know, those theories. Yeah. And see if, how accurate they were. But before we wrap this episode up, let's go over to those two little Endgame predictions and theories and whatnot that I recorded at WrestleCon 2019 with Chris Worthless and Colin Delaney. Coming up right now. All right, so this is not a Comic-Con that I am at, but it is a WrestleCon, and a lot of people are on their WrestleCations right now with WrestleMania and Wrestle, 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 Wrestle. A lot of Wrestle. Wrestle. But right now I'm joined with a guy I've known for a number of years now, a Facebook friend, actually meeting very... The very first time, my, I'm terrible with words today. That's all right, it's flustered. Exactly, flustered with the, the emphasis on the syllables and stuff. You know, it, it's the usual case. But I'm joined with Chris. Chris Worthless, that's the name? That's the name. That's the, don't wear it out, etc. You can wear it out if you want. I'll get a new one. But yeah, yeah, I mean, well, the name changes. you got to get the legal ramifications, yeah, etc. Yeah, that's a lot of rigmarole. I'll just get married and then it'll be easier. <laughs> just kidding, no one will marry me. But so anyway, anyway. 
this month is Avengers April. And with Avengers April, it means we're going to be talking to a lot of people about what they think is going to happen in Avengers Endgame. They're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, that's the end of show. make a lot of money. And, uh, you know, you're going to see Thanos do some Thanos stuff. Thanos doing Thanos things. Hopefully we'll help things. Hopefully Hulk do some Hulk things. Hawkeye, though, doing Ronin things. Yeah. Hawkeye's showing up with some weird accessories. A uh, friend of the show, Justin Wang, actually posted a photo. He looks like the kind of guy that wears bedazzled jeans, and he really does. Yeah. He's gonna show, Ronin's going to show up with an affliction teacher. I also have to ask, since we are at WrestleCon, how many shirts have you seen today and how many bedazzled jeans? Today I've seen no affliction shirts. Yesterday I saw at least three pairs of bedazzled jeans. I'm a little disappointed, but I haven't seen a lot of camel. There, well, we may or may not be looking at something with camouflage pantaloons. Two. Two. Oh no. Urban cam and digital cam. It's double vision. Yeah. But you couldn't see the one because... So yeah. much. Got it. But yeah, since yeah. everything's going on with the movie, we want to know what you think is going to happen with Avengers Endgame. I don't know. I'm re- I, so I don't follow and I don't pay attention to contracts, so I don't know who's gone and who's there. And even with those, those are probably going to be, you know, Chris Evans is going to come back if they need him for money. That dude's, you know, they like their roles. They're going to come back. It seems silly though to kill him off. To be completely honest, I mean, he's synonymous with the role. To and he responds and the way that he responds on Twitter and everything is like he's Captain America like he is like the best Steve Rogers you'd want Um, I'm excited to see Bucky taking over as a Steve Rogers because you know or not Steve Rogers Captain America do you think that's going to happen because I know that they're doing the upcoming Disney Plus series with with, uh, Falcon he's in both birds that's why I'll confuse him and Hawkeye yeah but uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier that's apparently rumored or it's confirmed or something well, that's what I feel. Maybe that's going to be like a Quest for the Shield type of... Oh, I like that. That game. Yeah, and if they're going with this whole thing of the Netflix series now no longer matter, which, boy, that is that suck. Yeah. And what's with Homeboy saying, oh, these characters are going to be back? Like, Ooh, Jeff Lowe saying that they will return one day. Yeah. Yeah, but under different actors. And I feel... And that's what I don't want, different actors. Like, I feel that they are very... Understand, like if you want to bring Daredevil into something, that Daredevil is not going to blend with Spider-Man. And I, I do feel also. So I disagree. I think that Daredevil and that Spider-Man would blend. Oh my God! Yes, yes. And the, the thing is about a lot of that that kind of rubs me the wrong way is Disney is known for doing one thing, and they see oh people really like this interpretation of the character. Let's never acknowledge that again and just wipe it away. They did it with the Tobey Maguire little tugboat. And he got, you know, went the way of the dodo, which I understand. Toby was not the greatest in the role, but he was still was one of those that was synonymous with the character. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm, uh, I have no affinity for those Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man 2 was cool. Uh, so I've been wanting to watch them again. Yeah, like, but I have, uh, but I tried. I tried to watch Spider-Man 1, like, uh, like, last year, and I was just like, oh, this is not fun. It's I mean, a product of its time, unfortunately. Yeah. And I'm also a big fan of the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Like, I thought those were criminally underrated. Uh, I thought they were a fun, like, update where it's not just, you know, being the ultimate Spider-Man. Or the, like, I thought it was a good, you know, good take on it. But, whatever. They're fun movies, and to be completely honest, I feel 
Like, I love the first one. I, yeah, the second one, I will not take, but the first I feel the second one is... I enjoy it because it had a potential to set up for some cool stuff, and because they filmed it behind my house. For real? Yeah, literally, uh, there was two scenes uh, filmed out my back, like literally, in the, I couldn't use my back door because they were using that alley. Yeah, so. That's awesome. It was pretty cool. And I went and stole a bunch of uh, props when they were setting them up. They weren't anything cool. They were just like posters and like, you know. As you should, though. And I also put up uh, some posters in the alleyway of stuff they didn't notice and just like my own like. like, Really? Yeah, like we used to have punk shows in that house. So I would just go and put a bunch of the flyers we had from those shows. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, maybe if I slowed the movie down and looked super hard. Like, but not enough where you really see anything. That's cool. That's but cool. I tried. I tried. That's awesome. I like seeing stuff like that because, to be completely honest, there's a lot of, you know, I'm surprised that really hasn't happened more with these movies because, yeah, there should be, like, people that, you know, maybe mess around a little or go do their own Yeah, thing. I mean, they're, they're all filmed in, like, live environments. Like, they're not, like, you know, they're not, like, sets. So I'm always surprised that there's not. But they do have people that go out in the morning. You can't get by with too much because they have people whose job it is to go out and literally take stuff down and make sure that stuff doesn't happen and make sure it looks the same. But as we know, they're a lot of times not so good at keeping the continuity going on it. So I'm curious, once again, going back over to the Avengers and yeah. stuff, what do you think is going to be the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe following the end I'm hoping they do it, like, with... Because Guardians of the Galaxy has already set up a suite. I want more space. Yes. I want... And now that they have uh, Fantastic Four rights, they're already talking about Silver Surfer stuff, that clearly leads to the only logical next step for Galactus as the next big villain. So I'm hoping that there can be... I don't know. I want more space stuff. I'm a big fan of the old... Uh, Starling Comics. Like, I want, I want to get weird. So now, I believe, yeah, I may or may not, because I can't say, because Eddie and I, our final episode is going to air of the Endgame predictions and what we think before or after this. So I can't say, and I don't want to spoil what we think is going to happen, but you're on the right track with what we believe, potentially. And I, uh, I've been pretty solid on all of my predictions from uh, everything from uh, Ultron, like, I mean, Thanos was teased early, but, like, we've been, like, me and my friend, uh, every time we talk about it, it's been dead on, and, you know, some people might complain that it's predictable, but to me, it just means they're telling the right story. Like, that's the logical, like, that's what we want to see. We want to see, you know, we want to see Thanos. I never thought we would see Thanos in a movie, ever. I'm surprised that they've done things with him, and I'm happy. And as well as he's done. Like... The, the story, the way they, they tweak the story in a way that makes huge sense. So I'm fucking super excited about that. But the other thing about this is that there's a lot of new characters that we could see. Obviously, you're mentioning Fantastic Four kind of characters. Drifting away from Cosmic, what else, who else could you see in regards to maybe street level characters? Well, I'm, uh, so if Ronan's coming back, I... I'm, I can see a uh, sort of like a uh, a new Avengers sort of series, and I think that'd be pretty sweet. Using a lot of the younger guys in it, that sort of stuff. Uh, 
a lot of potential in that. So, like, other than cosmic characters, what other kind of Marvel characters would you want to see incorporated down the line? Uh, I I want to see uh, I want to see the characters introduced in a cool way. Like, I feel like with Spider-Man, like Fantastic Four is a perfect segue. Like, I want to see. Like, I'm more impressed with seeing how they do the stuff than you know the teams or whatever comes from it. I feel like if they introduce the X-Men, it's going to be all at once, or is it going to be maybe you know? My dream interpretation of bringing in Wolverine would be in a Hulk movie and do it like Hulk 181. You've got to do it. If you're going to do it... I, and I feel like, because everyone wants that, even if you don't do it exactly like that, but like, you know, yeah, bring him in in a way that's... Even if it's even if it's a teaser at the end. Even if Hulk is... Even if it's the end of an Avengers movie or something, and one of the, the cutscenes at the end is Hulk walking in the... Like in the you know, out in the wilderness, and then, like, Wolverine, like, you just see, like, a Wolverine claw. Well, I got an idea, and I think maybe this could work. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, we end up getting an Alpha Flight movie. And Alpha we're Flight We're never going to get an Alpha Flight movie. We're never going to get a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Oh, 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 you're right. So, and we're never going to get the original Guardians of the Galaxy in a movie. That's the rumor of three. We already had them all in two. Yeah, but we're going to get them in three. So it's, that is the plan. I already had, other than Star-Lord, I'm pumped. Like, I just want to, I need to see Star-Lord. Or not Star-Lord, I'm sorry, Fire-Lord. Oh, well, I mean, Star-Lord's pretty great, though. Yeah. Star-Lord did nothing wrong, by the way. Oh, no, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Star-Lord. Not his fault. Man, just let go. I dead-ass had many dead, like, angry arguments with people. I argued with a 10-year-old once, okay? I know, I have no shame. <laughs> uh, no, because he punched him in the face, and then it was a good few seconds later... That they let him go. Remember, Mantis is the one that messed up. At least Star Lord went for the head. Yeah. But the one thing about all of this is, I feel if they do an Alpha Flight movie, bring in the Hulk, or bring in the Hulk as the main threat. Hulk goes on a rampage throughout Canada. Yeah. You know America's hat, and then ends up just fighting him. And when Give I say Peter him, Dinklage I, another job. Wait, say it again. Give Peter Dinklage another job. Oh, uh, what? Bring back Sweetums? No, bring him Puck. See, I would be fine with that. I would be absolutely fine with that. I mean, it was a given that, you know, hey, we should maybe bring him in but sometimes the givens are true. They really are. Like, listen, man, I want Puck, and I want, uh, and I like Peter English, so it works out. Like, you know? But if, I, you, if you do an Alpha Flight movie, you know, you could do have Wolverine as a member of the team, have that be his introduction, because he was an Alpha Flight member. And I think that uh, if they're, they're so worried about inclusion on everything, uh, North Star has all the potential to be a breakout star. North Star is a great way to also introduce the... I mean, it's not a traditional way to introduce the X-Men, but, you know, uh, I'm hoping that... I either want an origin movie for X-Men, but I want it with the original X-Men. Oh, yeah. Uh, even if it's just for half of a movie and it's them bringing people... Like, even if it's uh, giant size X-Men, I want... The original X-Men. With some pin particles? Yeah. Pop some pin particles in there. Uh, they truly were giant-sized X-Men. <laughs> and then I'll make uh, make everything super literal. See, I'll only be for that if we have an end credit scene with giant-sized man Giant-sized man thing. I own two giant-sized man things, I'll tell you that. I only own the one. I own two because of both Howard the Ducks, and it features my favorite character in the Howard the Duck mythos, Hellcow. Okay. The vampire cow who 
literally wears a cape and goes, boom. It's the greatest. If you guys can, they can't see it, but we both did the across the face cape. Yes, we went, we went all Bela Lugosi. Boris Karloff, he doesn't deserve to smell my shit. Ah, oh, man. But yeah, before we go, let's tell people at home how they can get a hold of you on them and our social media. So, um, I'm terrible on social media, so I'm on the Facebook mostly, but that's mostly just offensive. Uh, stuff so you, you are pretty offensive, that. but I appreciate it. Yeah, um, you survived a lot of Thanos parties, by the way. You do realize this. You so, and you and my friend Jason both. Jason was the first one to go into the Soul Stone and come out of it. Oh, so that's all right. That's good. Come yeah, that. give it to Jason. Jason, um, Jason Jagori. And then, uh, oh man, all the adventures uh, of that man. So uh, I'm not that edgy, but. Um, and, uh, but if you guys check out the stuff that I'm most, I care about, uh, wildzerowrestling.com. It's a promotion that I run in Syracuse. Uh, we are, uh, if you look at our Twitter, our shows are better than Blackcraft shows. Uh, are we talking about, like, the alcohol? No, we're talking about the promotion. Is, is that even an alcohol? Am I, I don't just, am think I, like, so. Am I having a stroke in the middle of this episode? You might be. Um, or you can check out us on, uh... RollingElbow.com spelled out in letters, not numbers, or dots, or hyphens, or anything, on Instagram, and you can buy some bootleg shirts that I make, and, uh, but I feel bad for bootlegging them, so I donate a bunch of money to local charities, different stuff. Orphanages. Uh, Warehouse, like a women's shelter, I donate to, or the Queer Rock Camp of Rochester, which is, uh, also if people want to support, this is a super cool charity that helps little, uh, I say little. Medium-sized. Yeah, uh, you know, kids. Um, uh, they join uh, little bands. They go in. It's a summer camp for like gender queer, queer kids, non-binary, trans youth. Gives them something really cool and fun to do. Wow. Man, that's the beauty about comics. That's the beauty about pro wrestling. It's accepted. There's everything. Everybody can come in and enjoy it. Yeah. And I believe that that's the the main crossover of pro wrestling comics. You know, we both. You know Michael Kingston, right? That yeah. Doctor. He's the dude who has pro wrestling comics and connects with it and gets a lot of people for that. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, wrestling and comics, I mean, this dates back to the Warrior comic book. Oh, good lord. Where he had his way with Santa Claus. Yikes. I, uh, I had those when I was in seventh grade. Dude, I still have them. Yikes. Yeah, I, I probably still have them, but I bought them in seventh grade. I was super excited, and I promptly learned at a young age that he's maybe not the best person to be a hero. No, he was not. But maybe that's why I don't like Christmas. Wow. I mean, when you see Santa Claus and you see the warrior, you know, yeah. It's because Santa had that fat body and Warrior's just so ripped. He just had, he can't accept it. You can't idolize Santa. You really can. You have to idolize. You can't even do squats. Chris, it was an absolute pleasure. Oh, uh, it was super fun. Thank you for coming by. We just shook hands for the audio podcast, yeah. but still. Uh, as Josh Briggs pointed out, this weekend in New Jersey and uh, New York, uh, the amount of handshakes that are going on has got to be record-setting. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Okay. Excuse me. Just, I want to shake his hand. Again, thank you. All right, we are here at WrestleCon 2019, day number two. And 
it seems like we're going to interview the entire or area of Rochester before we get to Jeremy Bagley on the show. But we're we'll joined with the one half the proprietor of Pop Rock in New in Rochester, New York. Colin Delaney. Colin, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, like you said, day two of WrestleCon, so it's almost uh, over with for me. It's been fun. I literally have been running into people I haven't seen in ten years, and it's been crazy and wild and yeah. So with Pop Rocks, we talked to Jason about it. We want to have you talk to us about it because maybe you know someone hasn't listened to the episode with Jason. Sure. Maybe they see a toy fair. Oh, I don't care about toys. <laughs> but they see Colin Delaney. They're just like, oh shit, it's Colin Delaney. Yeah. And why should people go to Pop So I guess I mean first of all, Pop Rock, if you don't know, is a uh, comic book store slash cereal bar slash coffee shop slash. Uh, all-encompassing nerd hangout fun place in Rochester, New York, started by me and my buddy Jason Hilton with our friends uh, Nick and Elizabeth and Delina. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, that's it. That's what it is. And uh, today's our one-year anniversary. You are interviewing me officially on the one year. It is April 6th right now. And, uh, yeah, people should go there. It's like a sports bar without the sports or the alcohol, you know? Like, it's that kind of vibe, though. TVs on the wall showing cartoons and old uh, Marvel movies and DC shows and, uh, you know, Disney music playing over the speakers and you can get a bowl of cereal and a, uh, a hot chocolate or a coffee and, uh, you know, punk goes all over the walls, full shelf of comics, Nintendo Switch hooked up in the back. There's, you know, something for everyone. It's like a... A nerd hangout. I actually saw recently an article in the Hard Times. They're the punk rock onion, pretty much. Okay. They, they had an article where it was a uh, comic book shop gives up after wall of Funko Pops uh, fall on employee and they can't find the employee. There's <laughs> we, so many. <laughs> we don't have... Uh, we try to be a little selective about the Funkos that we do have because they do make them of everything. So it's easy to get down that rabbit hole. But we try to have some more exclusive, more different stuff that not everybody has, so, you know, reason to come out and check it out. Since we are the Marvelous, what are some of your favorite Marvel Funko Pops you've seen? So, I was going to address this, so I am more of a DC guy myself. The Distinguished Competition? Yeah, than a Marvel, uh, and it's because I, I read, I think that DC does a better job with the, the comic book product. How dare you? I, I mean, yeah, and my... My favorite Marvel writer was Brian Michael Bendis, who is now at DC. So I was like, man, Marvel's really uh, not chalking up a lot of uh, points with me on on that. Although, uh, Donny Cates has been pretty much crushing everything he does. I was literally about to say him as an example where he's pretty much writing everything at Marvel. He's the new, yeah, yeah, he's the new guy. Uh, and I'm okay with it because he crushes what he does. Have you read his Thanos run? No, no, oh, I haven't. Yeah, I know. Dude, it's so good. That's what someone said. That uh, and uh, Jeff Lemire's one, right before you. Okay. Such solid stuff, but Donnie, Donnie is the guy right now, and there's yeah. so much stuff he's putting out, and it's incredible. I feel like with Marvel, it's like, uh, yeah, he's the, they're, they're, now that Bendis is gone, they're like, all right, next man up, who is it? Now, I know that they're not the same thing as the comics, but with the movies, yeah. Marvel is pretty just much destroy, on a, Just destroying it, yeah. I will say, though, Shazam, I saw it for the preview screening for when Fandango did that. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's so good. Okay, I, so it looks good. good. It looks it looks really, really good. No spoilers, you're in for a treat. It yeah, really is one yeah. of their best movies. Uh, and I think they're getting better. I mean, I think they... Uh, 
DC started on a weird note. They started on a weird foot. Uh, they tried to like do too much off the rip, and it didn't really work out. Um, but I really liked Aquaman. Aquaman is my favorite character in uh, all of comics. Uh, so would you say Aquaman is your man? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. He, uh, so I don't like. I didn't like Jason Momoa as Aquaman. I thought he just played Jason Momoa, and he didn't play Aquaman. So I didn't like that part. And even despite that, I love the movie. So that's like probably the best way I can endorse it. Like, even though I didn't like the person playing the title character, I loved the movie. So yeah. Well, in regards to movies with Marvel. Avengers Endgame is going to be coming out this oh, month. Oh, man. The movie that somehow managed to anger so many people with pre-sale tickets alone. Yeah. I'm guilty of it. I was mad. I was furious. Yeah. You know, just shaking with anger. Anyway, the joke's dead. But anyway. <laughs> oh, being interrupted by uh, pictures and stuff. It's all good. But, uh, okay. So, weird tangents. Weird tangents. So, we were just talking about this because I'm a huge Disney guy. Disney's like my everything. So, uh, I just saw Disney put out that release of everything now that they've merged with Fox, all of the movies they have coming out in 2019. But the one that sticks out to me that I'm interested in, there's an animated movie coming out this year that's from the Fox Studios, but now they're merged with Disney. So, is this movie coming out going to technically be a Disney animated movie? How are they going to treat this? Yeah. So I'm very interested in all that, not to get too, too far off. But uh, I think, I don't know, everyone's treating this endgame like it is the end, but if this is the end, there's nowhere to go. They would never, ever, ever in a million years do that. They're going to set themselves up on the right foot to move to whatever the next phase is for them. So, like for myself, every time I'm hearing about Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. leaving, I'll be honest, I'm kind of desensitized with pro wrestling right here. Oh, they're leaving? I'm sure they are. Yeah, so, yeah, sure. And But even if they do, uh, I mean... There's so many characters in the in the universe, uh, and just Marvel Studios alone, not the Fox stuff. Right, right. And that uh, Into the Spider Verse is was such uh, man, just to show what they can do animated. Like it's perfect. It gives you yes, the way it was it was styled was perfect, and it, I, I would watch them make a movie in that style for any character. Yes, yeah, it was it was amazing. So. Uh, I don't know where they're going from here, but I mean, I'm I'm optimistic for sure. I think the idea of you know we've heard people go on saying they want to see maybe more cosmic. Now. They want to, like oh, I don't. Street? No, no, I'm not into the space stuff really. I I, I have trouble. Guardians like Guardians hit for a bunch of reasons, and it wasn't because they were in space. Like space wasn't the thing that made me like Guardians. I get lost when things get too. Uh, outer spacey like we were talking about Donnie Case earlier I haven't done any of the Cosmic Ghost Rider yet and everyone says it's great and it's amazing it's and great I, for how meta it is I haven't uh, dug in because I usually kind of back off from the super spacey stuff yeah. although the current Guardians book has been super super fun I have, that's the funniest thing is I haven't checked it out oh I really I, know, well, almost, I have a Star Lord tattoo man and even I'm behind on this okay man yeah. it's uh so I like it Andy Williams of every singer of every time I die. Okay. No. No. See, I'm thinking Andy Williams, the uh, singer from the '60s, '70s, right? And then right. I'm also Moon thinking River. of every yes. Dave Marquez's favorite singer of NWA Championship Wrestling. <laughs> uh, Andy Williams of Every Time I Die. One of his favorite characters is Beta Ray Bill. 
and the current Guardians book has Beta Ray Bill and the Guardians. It's like, what? Beta Ray Bill has something to do now? This is awesome. The funniest thing is, I think Beta Ray Bill will eventually show up in the movies. They've referenced it Man. slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that'd be super cool. But that's the thing. There's so many characters they can still kind of dive in on and, and have fun with. And there's, you know, they don't have to rest on... No, no, no. Uh, Tony Stark and, and yeah, Steve Rogers. They don't have to. They, there's so much else they can do. And look at you know the beginning of the MCU where they're like, Iron Man was a C-list character. Exactly, which nobody remembers anymore. Everyone forgets that. Uh, do you remember because the cartoon from the 90s? That's Iron just, Man? Yeah, they made no. one. And it's, but yeah, everyone forgets that like Iron Man was super way down the list character until these movies. Everyone thinks of him as A-list now. Uh, so... I think, like, Shazam is a good place for DC to be because that's, once again, he's more of an ancillary character. Going after the Batman and the Superman and stuff is always such a lofty... Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Because everyone has expectations about what those are supposed to be. Well, you say no one expectations has... are we referring to... <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? No one, no one has anything, any real thoughts about what the Guardians of the Galaxy were supposed to be before they put that movie out. Or nobody really... Yeah. Anyway, that was a lot of woos. Anyways, but yeah, I think that's. <laughs> that would have been awesome, actually. I think I see Ric Flair over there. Oh no, it's just a human being in a Ric Flair robe. What if it was a bear? <laughs> if it was a bear in a Ric Flair robe? Bear Flair. This joke is going nowhere. Anyway, on to the next thing. We'll figure it out. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll connect those synapses. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Someday. But the idea of, yeah, they they have so many characters in their arsenal, and they realize, oh, yeah, we can take this character. There's a dud. Like, no one cared about Star-Lord. No, God, no. I didn't care about Star-Lord before Guardians. Sure, sure. And now I'm a big fan, you know, whatever. Again, tattoo. But I digress. Well, I, I, saw Guardians, I saw Guardians at the drive-in. It was the second movie. I went to see that Ninja Turtles movie. It was what I went to see, and Guardians was just the second movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, and this looks pretty good. And I went left that drive-in going, holy shit. Like, what? Why, uh, did I even watch Turtles? Was there even a point to that movie? On the topic of Turtles, real quick, the second one was not that bad. I actually liked that one more than the first. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. Stephen Amell was pretty good in that, too. Stephen Amell's, Stephen Amell's great. Yeah. Anyway, digressing from, I guess, Turtles and Distinguished Competitions, in regards to Marvel with the future of everything, what are, what are some movies you want to see happen now? You really don't oh, know the man. full slate of films. We got Shang yeah. Chi, Black Widow, Guardians Three, which is finally back on you know production. Yeah, Black Panther Two. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, uh, I mean, there's so much they can do, and then but then you got to think like, are they going to keep diving into the animated world? Are they going to keep going like TV? Because uh, they've got Disney's got that Disney Plus coming out, and they've already said there's going to be like a low key solo show. Yeah, so there's all that stuff. So uh, then you have to think of like where you where do you put these characters? Where do you put the time? Where do you take the time? Right. Do you do you do a movie or do you go TV show with it? Do you go you know? I really think they could do both, to be honest. Yeah, but what do you what do you do? Do you do like a, a Daredevil movie, even though you just did this Daredevil show it on was Netflix? A masterpiece, that was. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you when I even bother? Do you even bother? Yeah. And so I mean, he was the perfect interpretation of it. Right. I don't think anyone can take that, you know, horned head right. for the time being. No, no, it's, it's going to be hard. Yeah. And so, as far as movies go, I think that's their bread and butter. But there's so many other mediums that they need to cover. And, uh, yeah, 
I'm interested. I'm excited for the new animated stuff that's coming from Hulu. Because we're getting yeah, Howard yeah, 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 yeah. Howard the Duck. Yes. Uh, what else is on there? Uh, Howard the Duck, I mean, is the everyone's. That one might wind up being the one that I like the least, though, because my expectations are high. Because we Kevin, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the rest of them, it's like, oh, that, that sounds like it could be fun. Modoc is going to be done by Patton Oswalt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm That's excited. A weird one. And it's, you know, it's not the first time Patton's played a Marvel character. Right. You know, with the lanyards on Agents, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But we digress again. But <laughs> the idea of all these different things happening, it is a full time to be a fan of this. Oh, crazy. And that's why, and let's, now we're bringing it full circle. That's kind of why Pop Rock came about, because all these things are so popular, and it's a great time to be a fan of them. So people who are a fan of these things should have a place that they can go and hang out and be with like-minded people. You know what I'm saying? Colin, you missed the one pun you could have gone for. We went squared circle. Yeah. So, I'm, even though we're at WrestleCon, most we're talking like comics and stuff, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, the wrestling stuff falls out the back of the brain for a little bit. I can't blame you sometimes. Yeah. As a former hardcore fan tor- turned casual fan, I sure. don't blame you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, before we go, how can people get a hold of you on them, our social medias? So uh, you can find me at extremely cute on Twitter. I got on that Twitter game pretty early, so you, did. you were one of the first people I followed. Back a thing like at extremely cute was still around. Uh, at extremely Colin on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. But uh, go follow Pop Rock, P O P R O C. We're on Facebook. We got a website, poprochester.com. We're on Instagram, Pop Rock Culture. Uh, you know. Check us out on social media, 337 East Avenue, Rochester, New York. If you got a chance, stop through. Come say hi. I'm there all week. Very cool. Colin, thank you for your time. Thanks, man. Once again, big thanks to Chris and Colin for being on the show and for giving their thoughts on Endgame. Thank you. So let's wrap this episode up. If you want to get a hold of us on social media, well, first off, just listen to the beginning of the episode. We're not going to do it again. Mm-hmm. So for The Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior! Please don't let this movie suck. Please don't let this movie suck. Please don't don't let this movie suck. Please don't let this movie suck. And now, as almost always, it's time for Obsessed with Marvel. Where we lose most of the time. That's almost a guarantee. And this question almost makes it to the very end of the 2,500 questions. At 2,449... And reads, which member of the lost generation of Marvel heroes was an Eternal? Which member of the lost generation of Marvel heroes was an Eternal? Pixie, Major Mercury, both of them, A and B, or Oxbow? Lost generation of Marvel. I have no idea. I'm out of this, but got to take a guess. Which member of the Lost Generation of Marvel Heroes was an Eternal? Pixie, Major Mercury, both A and B, or Oxbow? I, when they give you choices like that, I, I, I think C, A and B, Pixie and Major Mercury. Let's go with that. Let's go with that letter C, and it is correct. Boom. Well, we don't suck quite yet. No, at least when you get the first one correct. Okay, let's head on back. He's on down the road to 702. All right. 702 says, What ultimately happened to Peter's classmate, Sally Avril? 
Levine. Peter Parker. Yeah. Classmate Sally Avril. I've never heard of that character. I, yeah. Married and had children. She is an active superhero. Killed in an auto accident or killed in combat. Wow. To be honest, I could see her being a superhero. What ultimately happened to Peter's classmate, Sally Avril? Married and had children. She is an active superhero. Killed in an auto accident or killed in combat. Well, what makes you say superhero? It seems like they would do that in the storyline. They would do that? And they make two two words out of superhero and capitalize the S and the H. So we'll try letter B. It is not... The Maybe answer is combat. in an auto accident. I could have seen that too. I yeah. I, well, she couldn't. Sally, she might have. That would have been worse. She pre- could have prevented that. Six hundred. She didn't have a time stone. Was it dark? Yes, it was. Six twenty-four. It's getting darker by the second here. Six twenty-four. What was not one of Carrion's powers? This is a Spider-Man villain I remember from Spectacular Spider-Man. What was not one of Carrion's powers? Near near intangibility, reanimating the dead, turning organic matter to ash, or self-teleportation? Ash seems like it. And I'm going to say self-teleportation. All right, let's rock, paper, scissors it, Eddie. No, I'm just going to go with my guess. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> I'm pretty... That, I'm that's pretty, not democracy. No, this is my book, actually. So, oh, <laughs> Which is not one of Carrion's powers. Near intangibility. Here we go. Reanimating the dead. Turning organic matter to ash. Self-teleportation. Yeah, I'm going to say D. No. Oh, was it ash, Eddie? It was reanimating the dead. Oh, well, still. Should have went with mine. The answer would have sounded the same. Well, yeah, but... And that's three questions. Democracy, Eddie. Yeah. Thank you. 